Hi, welcome to the podcast. I'm Joe Posnanski, and with me, Michael Shore. Michael, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm not thank. I'm not going to thank. You're not going to respond anymore. I'm not going to respond. That's it. Well, what we, should I? Should I stop saying it? That's the trade no, calling no, card. No, you, you need to keep saying it. It's really the only thing. I, I I I really believe it's the only thing that we have that's 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 actually good on this show. <laughs> Just polite, basic politeness is what. You're basic politeness is really the only thing we're about. We're offering here. So, uh, so welcome to the podcast. We are going to do our draft. It's it's draft week. Um, and uh, very timely draft. Very excited about this draft this week. Very timely. We are doing uh, American Things. That's, That's what right. we are drafting, American Things. And uh, even though this really pains me because I kind of know where this thing is going, uh, you definitely have the first pick because I got the first pick in our epic uh, Taylor Swift draft. That's right. And you made a great choice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel I feel good. I, I don't know if you got to see any of the the wonderful responses uh, to people, but my favorite response was the person who really listened for like twenty minutes and like kept waiting for it to like for us to say we were joking. Like, you just, <laughs> I, I don't know what pick they got to, but at some point that person realized. Oh, they're really doing this. This is really, this is really a, a thing. They're really. In our defense, it. though, I feel like we made it pretty clear at the beginning that we were not being ironic. No, this, no, no. But, but that, I think that person thought that was part of the joke. Was All that right. we were just? But you know what? We love our Taylor Swift. What can I say? Caveat emptor, people. That's the deal with the draft. <laughs> uh, all right, so I have the first pick, American Things. This is obviously in honor of the July 4th holiday. Which you are not a big fan of, by the way. Not a fan. You will not see July 4th on my list. I am not a fan of July 4th. I think it's overrated. I know that's sacrilegious. It's not sacrilegious. Well, in many, in, in many circles, I am ridiculed for not liking July 4th. I, but I don't, like, I don't like hot weather. I don't love barbecue. I don't like a lot of the things that you associate you're not, you're, you're not a fireworks guy. You know, fireworks, now that I have kids, fireworks are kind of fun. Okay. Uh, but it's also like, I'd rather be inside. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, okay, so my first pick, I'm, I'm picking baseball. That's my number yeah, one course pick. You are. It's, the, it's the correct pick. Uh, it's the best game. It's a, it's a wholly American game, uh, despite being derived from many British games. Uh, it's very American. It's my favorite thing about America is watching baseball. And although I don't love July 4th, when I watch baseball on July 4th, and for years now, MLB has done this wonderful thing where they basically have continuous baseball uh, yes. from the early afternoon all the way through the nighttime. Uh, when I watch baseball on July 4th, I, I'm not normally a sort of nationalistic or jingoistic person, but I get extremely rah-rah America when I yeah. watch baseball on July 4th, and when I watch baseball in general, it's uh, it's to me it's the it, of the baseball mom and apple pie. I actually take baseball number one on on that list. <laughs> That's my poor point. mom. Mom just gets like totally sad. I I never really understood how mom was American. I don't right. either. And look, I love mom. Mom's great. I'm going baseball. <laughs> <laughs> It was the only pick, and and I knew you were going to go with baseball. So I actually, uh, for my first pick, I, I, you know, I went to the the podcast draft manual, which is you know huge. I mean, it's it's yeah. like three hundred and seventy eight pages yeah, long. long, very long. Went through all of the rules because I wanted to be sure that I could make my first pick based on the fact that you chose baseball, and and I didn't, 
I didn't find a ruling uh, that prohibited it. I mean, I found a couple of rulings that was shaky, but but I didn't find a rule prohibited it because my first pick is the World Series, mm. and and I don't really know that that's kosher. I mean, I guess it'll I guess it'll go to the to the twelve panel judge group, I suppose. I'm just flipping through the rule book here. I'm in section thirty one. Yeah, I looked at section thirty one. Yeah, no, I think you're safe here. I think I'm good. I love the World Series. I love. Look, I knew you were going to take baseball, and it's it's really the only choice. Uh, but I chose the World Series for a couple of reasons. One, very very American that we call it the World Series. I, I just <laughs> I just think that's such an American thing, especially because we started calling it the World Series when it really we didn't even let like a lot of Americans play in it. You right. know, I mean, it was like yeah, no no African American, no Latin, no, no, none of that. It was abs- It was the White Series. Is what it, it was, was the White White American Series. Yeah, really. we weren't letting Japanese or or you know any other. People who you know are, are white in it as well. I think we've um, been like we would have been suspicious of like an Irishman, <laughs> like a true, true Irishman coming. Like, well, yeah, he's white, but is he our white? That's yeah, that best. Yeah, and we still call it the World Series. We still call it the World Series. Uh, I love that. I mean, I just love there's 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 sort of an arrogance about that, but there's also this sense of what we do is, you know, we're America and, and what we do is really represents the world. And, and, uh, so I, I, you know, I think that's very American. Uh, but it's also, you know, it's the thing that you can really draw back to. I mean, it's the one time that pretty much, even though, you know, we all know that the ratings have gone down or whatever, still the one time of the year where, Sort of everybody gets nostalgic about baseball. Everybody gets fired up. They remember, you know, even people that didn't care at all about the game remember about that time that they were in Brooklyn and, you know, 55 or whatever, or, or in Cincinnati in 75 and, and remember things that probably didn't happen. But it doesn't matter because it's baseball. And, and uh, you know, the baseball so connected to its history. I love that. I love the World Series. I'm not a playoff guy. You and I have actually had disagreements on this. Uh, I'm not a big playoff guy, uh, but the World Series is not a playoff. It's a championship series, and uh, and I love it. And so, uh, very American, the World Series. The best thing about the World Series, to me, is that the the weather, it, it ends up being played in weather that's roughly the same as the weather when the season began. Yes. You know, and, like, I love when everyone's wearing, like, long sleeves, and sometimes they're wearing, like, you know, face-warming, like, hoodies <laughs> underneath their, like, I, I love that quality of it, that when it's in the northeast or when it's in the midwest or something that you have that added added element of like it's it's when it's winter is coming it feels very game of frenzy uh it, it look we we got the ruling just handed down from our 15 member judge panel they've ruled that it's allowable so you can go ahead and claim the world series uh, i think world series is great so so i'm happy with my first pick all right i'm going number two i'm gonna go with the grand canyon uh, grand canyon is as a sort of a stand-in for all of the massive national parks and monuments and, and natural parts of America. The Grand Canyon, to me, is one of the only things that actually lives up to the hype. When you, it's a, We talked about living up to the hype a little bit in our Taylor Swift draft. The Grand Canyon, much like, uh, much like Taylor Swift, lives up to the hype. <laughs> it's the first time that's been said. Um, the Grand Canyon is uh, incredible if you go there. At sunrise or sunset, it's like a religious experience. It's you think you know what it is. You you think you kind of get it. You've seen pictures of it. When you actually go there and you stand on the rim of it and you look out at it, 
you literally can't believe what you're looking at. It makes you feel in all of the great ways that like being in a planetarium as a kid or staring up at the stars or whatever, where you suddenly feel very like small and like the world is, the universe is enormous. That's what the Grand Canyon does to you, except it's right in front of you. It's not distant in the sky or something. It's really like, it was one of the most, I, I went and saw it when I was like 24 and I was very cynical kind of jaded 24-year-old, and it was so wonderful and eye-opening. And uh, it's, I, I'm using it as a little bit to, to represent all of the sort of natural beauty of the country, but, sure. um, but I think of all of those things that I've seen, to me, the Grand Canyon is kind of the no-brain, no-brainer winner. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. I mean, I, I really believe that of all of the things that I've gone to and seen in this country, um, including really fantastic things, a lot of them you go and you're like, eh, you know, there's a great scene in uh, in Lost in America, the Albert Brooks uh, movie, where he goes to Hoover Dam uh, and he, he like they're like, oh, well, you got to see Hoover Dam. And he goes over and he looks at it and he goes, ah, nice dam and then walks away. And that's that's kind of right. You know, I mean, it's not like not like you feel that way when you see the White House or you see see Hoover Dam or see, you know, I mean, it's cool. But the Grand Canyon is one of those things where. Even as somebody who might not love nature and might not love, you know, the outdoors like like so many people do, you you can't stop just being in awe of it. You're just there. It's so big and the colors are are so, you know, they're vivid and it's it's you know, there really is an experience that it in, in, in a way, in in a way postcards of the grand canyon are stupid they're just kind of you know because you send them and they're like oh yeah this is what it looks like only not at all because you know when you're there you're just in the midst of this thing and it's also by the way i remember uh and you're you're too young to remember this uh when when evil knievel jumped uh, the canyon remember i don't know, I know remember that. that happened yeah yeah so he was supposed to run and we were always told it was the grand canyon that he was jumping it turned out it was snake river canyon which is you know, all canyons pale, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, and he didn't make it even then. But you go to the Grand Canyon and you realize now and you see it, if, you know, for the first time. And I was I was in my 20s also the first time I saw it. I realized just how stupid that thought that you could <laughs> jump. You can't make it over the Grand Canyon in a plane. I mean, yeah. it's huge. It's so enormous. Grand Canyon is a very good pick. Uh, I'm also going to go with something uh, with my second pick that lives up to the hype. Uh, and that's Hamilton. I'm actually choosing Hamilton Whoa. for my second pick. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. I'm going. I'm going deep on this one. <laughs> so, so I think that probably if you're if you're actually listening to this, you probably are aware that I took my daughter to see Hamilton uh, a few weeks ago because I did write about it and it did get uh, fairly widespread. Uh, uh, whatever. Um, I went to see Hamilton. I paid a, an enormous, ridiculous, preposterous sum of money to do it um, for, for various family reasons. And uh, I haven't told anybody uh, other than you. Actually, I've told you how much I paid for him. But my wife doesn't even know. And, uh, and we went to see it. And it was, she loves Hamilton, as, as basically it seems like every teenage uh, kid does now. And we went. And I was really going for her. And I'm, I'm like, this will be fun. And then I walked out of there just mesmerized just completely in awe and it's such an american show i mean it's obviously about an american hero uh an american founding father uh by you know a, an american immigrant uh son of an immigrant um hip-hop and and all sorts of various kinds of music uh it's 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 so much 
it's it's just so in the spirit to me of what America like can be and sort of our dreams, the multiculturalism and the and the fun, but also the history and and this 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 feeling of of patriotism. Um, I just I can't say enough about it. Uh, I hope everybody gets to see it as it starts spreading around the country. Uh, so I'm going with Hamilton in my second pick. It's sensing a theme here, but what did I do? You remember what I told you when you told me how much money uh, you would spend on the tickets? You you told me exactly what you said about about the Grand Canyon. It is one of the few things that actually lives up to it. <laughs> That's right, and it's true. It's it's. Uh, I went into it. I, I'm not a huge musical guy, uh, and I went into it sort of not really knowing what to expect. And when you start, when it starts to kind of wash over you, and you truly understand what you're looking at, which is like a modern day hip hop musical about the all white founding fathers of this country and the kind of democracy that they put into place, despite being many of them slave owners and kind of awful people in certain ways, being performed by a cast that is completely comprised of African Americans and Latinos and Latinas and 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 you truly understand how like if they hadn't done what they did, this wouldn't be possible. <laughs> Yeah. Watch this right now. It's it becomes so enormous you can't wrap your arms around it. Like it, it's like a it, the word is overused. It's a true work of genius. It really is like it's when you when you start when it starts to sort of sink in what you're watching and you start to watch those performers and listen to that music and listen to the lyrics and follow the story and you understand the connection that Lin Manuel Miranda is making between the origins of the country and the place the country is now. It's you just you you just give you turn yourself over to it. You just you're like wherever yeah. you're going, I'm I'm going with you because it, it just uh, it, it's the greatest thing I've ever seen live. Certainly, yeah. and uh, it's a surprise pick at number two, but I totally get it. I what yeah. I'm fully supportive of your pick. It's it's utterly mesmerizing, and and there is one part about it that uh, that I think is is unlike anything. You know, I I've been to many things as as have you that hit spectacular highs, like a Springsteen concert for me at exactly the right moment, just hits this incredible high and, and certain movies, you know, you, you get to that point at the end of a, of, of a, you know, a great movie with a, you know, and it, it hits a certain high. Yeah. This, this thing hits the high at like two seconds in, like, like within seconds, he shows up and he sings, you know, that he's Alexander Hamilton and, and you're already at that high and it stays there. It never go. It never goes down. Yeah. Every song that comes along is just as good or better than the last song. And I've never seen anything like. It. And I don't expect to ever see anything like it again. I mean, I I really think it is. It's a work of genius. And it's it's like the timing and the and when it happened. It's it's just perfect. Yeah. It's just perfect. It really is. It's a it's a perfect piece of art. Um. All right, so for my third pick, I'm going to go with New York City, Ooh. my former homeland, uh, a city whose sports teams I hate with a white-hot, <laughs> undying passion. But as a city, I think, is the essence of America in many ways it, in terms of the ingenuity it took to build it, the skyscrapers and the subway system and the bridges and the tunnels and there are massive numbers of books written about every piece of the infrastructure of the city that are each fascinating. The building of the Brooklyn Bridge is one of the greatest American engineering stories oh, yeah. of all time. 
the scale of it. It's a tiny island with an enormous number of people on it, uh, the island of Manhattan. And, and then you add the boroughs and the scale of it just becomes overwhelming. The transportation, the story of how Robert Moses, uh, in many ways, terrible, awful, miserable, <laughs> racist nightmare of a guy <laughs> ended up uh, ended up creating a, a system where you could get to the beaches fairly quickly, you know, compared to how it used to be and could get to the suburbs and build roads and all that stuff. The melting pot aspect of it, that it's where Americans, uh, new Americans landed when coming from other places. The fact that there are, you know, if you look at, there's all sorts of great statistics about like, you know, the highest number of like Kenyans is out of outside of Kenya is New York. And the highest number of Haitians outside of Haiti is New York. And it had just has brought so many people from so many places into its fold. And then it also is home to extraordinary wealth and crippling poverty. It's just sort of everything about this, everything about America is sort of wrapped up in New York for good and bad. And uh, I think everybody should live in New York for like at least six months, uh, which is not easy to do because it's it's so expensive. Uh, But I lived there in my my 20s and it was wonderful and I'm so happy for that time despite how many times I saw the Yankees win playoff games. It's a great pick. It's a, it's, 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 I love New York and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those places that no matter how many, how often I go, the, the thing is New York is one of those cities where stuff happens to you when you're in New York that like can kind of only happen in New York, you know, whether you're something in the subway or you take a cab or you're, or you're just walking around and so it, there's, there's just stuff that happens in New York uh, because it is such a, a melting pot, because everybody's in such a hurry, because it's crowded, because it's, you know, I've always thought, you know, people always said people in New York are rude and and that's sort of a cliche. And I have found that to be exactly the opposite. I, I just think New York is incredibly friendly. It's just friendly in the New York way. Yeah. I, I remember I remember I was looking for my hotel, the cabbie. Uh, had dropped me off um, in, you know, nowhere near my hotel. And and so I was walking uh, down the street and it was, it's a big, I can't remember what the, even the name of it was in a, but it was a big hotel and, and I'm walking down the street and I come upon a policeman and I say to the, to the, to the man, uh, excuse me, I'm looking for this hotel. And he kind of looks at me for like a second and he doesn't say a word. He just points up in the air and I look up and there's like a billboard about 7,000 <laughs> feet wide with the name of this hotel that I was staying at. I mean, it was sure. like literally the biggest billboard ever. And I thought that that is that first of all, it made me so happy. I was so happy because that's such a New York thing. Like like anybody else there would either A, call you an idiot or B, uh, you know, say, oh, you know, you're a tourist. I'll help you, whatever. No, perfect just pointed. Yeah. Just point like, look up, pal. Just come on. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, New York is great. New York is, is great. And, and, you know, and, and New York is also another, a very American thing. A lot of people hate New York. Just hate New York. Yeah. Just hate it. You know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we hate the Yankees, but that's not the same thing. No, it's not. It's very different. And I think that being a part of a minority in New York, even if that minority is, a person who hates the Yankees in 1998, which is the first year I lived there, uh, the year they were the best maybe team in history, 
it, it that also is part of being in New York that you're not on the you're every there's a, there's enough room in New York for every kind of person. I wish they were more true of the actual island of Manhattan. Now Manhattan is essentially a giant hedge fund, uh, <laughs> like like dormitory where the only people right. who live there work for Goldman Sachs, and that's sad because Manhattan, even in the last twenty years, I think is has uh, changed a lot in that direction, which is too bad. But despite that, it's it's uh, you do either love it or you hate it, but either way, it's because it's extraordinary. Yeah, it's great. It's great. That was going to be my third pick, actually. So I'm going to go with my with my other option, and and I'm I'm going to admit it's not as good, uh, but it's still great. Uh, I'm going to take San Francisco mm-hmm. uh, because to me, San Francisco is sort of the the opposite end of this. San Francisco is the city that I'm in. That every time I go to San Francisco, it always wants to make me a better person. I always feel like I should be a better person in San Francisco. Not to say that San Francisco is without plenty of problems and whatever, but it's beautiful and it's and it's culture and it's and it's you know it, there's there's like this pace there that is so different from New York, you know. But it's but it's you have just as not not as many people, but you have a ton of people moving at their own pace. And and it's it's obviously multicultural, and you know you got the the incredibly incredibly smart, you know obviously the the whole the whole computer set out there, uh, people that are thinking ahead. Here's here's what I've I've come to find every time I go to San Francisco, and I oh, there's not a time that I go to San Francisco that I don't have a one of the five best meals of my life every time I go there, and it's never like some like expensive restaurant. It's always some hole in the wall that somebody points out uh, that's amazing. Uh, I always have some great experience, but th- there's not a time where I go and I, and I, and I order my meal and I'm a big diet Coke guy. I just always order diet Coke everywhere I go breakfast, lunch, dinner. I don't care. I'm a diet Coke guy. And I go there and you know, I'd say almost every time I go to San Francisco, I order a diet Coke and the waiter goes, no, we don't serve that here. We don't serve Diet Coke here. <laughs> like, we're in America, aren't we? I mean, what do you mean we don't, you know? And it's really them like, that's not good for you. That's just not, you should, <laughs> we're, we're, we're here to help you, pal. Really, don't, don't order Diet Coke. Come on, just, we have this great whatever juice of the sap of a tree or, you know, it's always something very, you know, holistic and, and whatever. And, and some people, you know, find that off-putting. I, I think that's incredibly cool. There's, it's also unique. And I think that very, very hard to find unique. New York is unique. Uh, but there are aspects of New York in other places, in Chicago and Philadelphia and Cleveland and, and other cities that have, you know, the various parts of, you know, the multicultural New York experience. I, I've never been in a place in America that's like San Francisco. So I'm picking San Francisco in my third pick. All right, interesting. You're, this is an unorthodox draft for you. Uh, you've 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 zagged every time I thought you were going to think. It's what makes these drafts so exciting. Um, I'm going to go. You took the World Series. I'll go with the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. It's a little bit of a predictable pick, but again, the Super Bowl is a microcosm of everything that is both wonderful and terrible about America. It's enormous. The spectacle of it is incomprehensible that there's the build-up to it is way too long especially when they added the extra week off uh, a few years ago um, it is an event where people get legitimately excited to watch advertisements which is so insane <laughs> it's just so crazy but people are psyched to watch ads it was watched by 115 million people last year as a conservative estimate it's probably more 
uh, it's a game. It's a football game. Uh, it has been alternately in the last few years a wonderful football game and a terrible football game. Terrible. There have been many terrible Super Bowls. It's one of the funny things about it that you just don't know if you're going to get Seattle over Denver 43-8 to or Malcolm Butler picking off a pass in the end zone with you know 20 seconds left. Uh, but the, it is the culmination of the biggest, most watched sports season of all of the sports, and it is a, it's a one-and-done thing. Uh, football is uniquely American, um, and the, 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 the ridiculousness of it and the spectacle of it and the massiveness of it and the fact that at times we've legitimately had some great games uh, there was that awful stretch when the NFC would just blow out the AFC by 40 every year and the Steve Young years and the Cowboys years and stuff. But generally speaking, it, there have been some great games, and when there's a great Super Bowl, it feels really exciting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. it's, you know, it's, a, it's not, uh, not surprising anybody. This isn't a Hamilton kind of a pick, but uh, it makes sense at number four. Yeah, it's a good pick. I mean, it's, it's definitely the most American thing. I was actually trying to figure out, uh, as I prepared for this draft, is there anything other than football that like the rest of the world puts the word American in front of? <laughs> right. It's, it's like, right. I, I think that's the only thing I, I was, I'm sure there is something else, maybe like American cheese or something, but generally speaking, I don't, I think that's the only thing it's like, and and that's very American by the way. It's like, no, this is football. Yeah. And we don't, we, we don't care how many billions you have on your side where this is football. Oh, really um, everybody in the world uses uh, meters and kilometers and things. <laughs> no, we're going to stick with feet and miles <laughs> and yards. I mean, and it's a hundred yards. That's yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. We're going with the it. yards. Cause it doesn't matter to us that literally everyone else in the world has a better system. You know, it's funny. I was watching. I was uh, at the U.S. swim trials in Omaha uh, a, a while ago, and they would send people would come to the to the you know to to dive, and you know the race is about to get started, and they're introducing them, and they would introduce people as here's you know Bob Wilson, uh, the world record holder in the four hundred yard freestyle. <laughs> They're still doing that. They're still they're like they're actually are races where they're using yards. Like I thought, at least in that point, we would sort of concede to the meter thing. I don't know. It's just very strange. Yeah. Uh, Super Bowl is the biggest thing ever. It's the biggest everything. It's like it's the biggest TV buying you know event. Yep. It's the biggest like it's, you always see like oh it's the, the day that we eat the most Cheetos, the day that we eat the most you know guacamole and you know, whatever. I mean, it's like the biggest everything. It really is our sort of national holiday. I mean, it is. So, so Super Bowl is an obvious and, and good pick. Probably a steal, I would say, at number four. It may be. It's a pretty – it's a value pick at four, certainly, yeah. It's definitely a value pick. I'm going with a value pick at number four, too, and I am totally happy that I beat you to this. Uh, I'm taking peanut butter and jelly sandwiches uh, at number uh, four pick. <laughs> Ah, that was going to be five. but I know that was going to be your fifth pick. That's why I had to take it at four. I had to trade up to get peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. It is, it is, you know, I don't think we need to describe anymore how awesome peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are. And it is distinctly American. I mean, it goes back. I did look it up. It goes back uh, that many soldiers uh, would put peanut butter and jelly on their ration list, uh, at least according to Wikipedia, <laughs> uh, which, you know, is obviously the, the ultimate source. Yeah. Um, but I believe that. I mean, I believe that. I think peanut butter and jelly thing, like there's always, it's it's so good on so many different levels 
because well, I'll give you two two ways it's the best. If there are days, and I know you're like this, where literally the only food that you want is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like that's like I I get home, I'm hungry, nothing else sounds as good as a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But the best part about peanut butter and jelly is there are other days when you go home and you go, eh, I'm, I, I don't know, I, what, what do we have in the fridge? And you can always make a peanut butter and chest. That, like, that's, it's also, it's like some days it's the best food you can have and every other day it's available. It's just, it's just there waiting for you at any point, at any time, you can always have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Uh, it's, and it's true Americana. Yeah, I'm working on this new show called The Good Place, uh, which will be on NBC on uh, in uh, in September, and it's uh, very exciting. Uh, Ted Danson's in it, which is great. Uh, he's my hero, and Kristen Bell, who's Kristen Bell. So it takes place in the afterlife, and uh, it's basically heaven. It, it's not technically Christian heaven, I guess, but it is base. It is heaven, and I've had to. We have this uh, set that we have all these storefronts and stuff. And I've, we've had to name a bunch of stores that would be in heaven. And so there are stores called things like Your Anticipated Needs. And, <laughs> and um, one of them is Jetpacks and such and stuff like that. And uh, recently we were sort of expanding the set a little bit and we needed the name of a restaurant. And the name of that restaurant, which will appear at some point on TV, is PB&J and That's It. <laughs> and I don't think I need to explain that. That's what if you went to heaven, you would expect to see that restaurant. There is no question that in heaven you're eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So for my last pick, uh, I had a couple that I was leaning towards. I, w I was going to say diners. I think diners are pretty great. American. I like diners. Yeah. I like their places that you can get like either a cup of coffee or like a swordfish fillet, and you, there's no explanation for how that's possible. I was going to pick Vegas because Vegas is, is pretty American, but I, I think yeah. I'm going to go with – it's a little bit of a reach, but I'm going to go actually with Alaska and Hawaii because I think it's – wow. yeah, I think it's extremely American to take two places that are really far away from the rest of the country and go, no, those are also ours. <laughs> that we have – those are part of us now. And Canada was like, well, they were the whole country – between you and Alaska, and it's like, it doesn't matter. It's America. That's America. We're buying it and we're keeping it. It's America. And I know that to get to it, you have to go over all of your country, but it's still part of America. And I also like that one of them is really cold and one of them is really hot. You know, <laughs> like one of them is basically an ice forest and one of them is palm trees and beaches and stuff. And it's like just islands. Uh, and I've always felt like it was, a, it was just like a perfectly American thing to take two chunks of land extremely far away from what you would obviously say is the country and just say that those are also our places. I just, I think that's so funny and so American and, uh, and I've, I've never been to Alaska. I'm desperate to go. I really want to go. Um, but, uh, I, I think that those two places are sort of like the extreme ends of, of what America's sort of boundaries are both literally and figuratively. I love, I actually have been to Alaska and, and enjoyed it very, very much. Um, yeah, one of my favorite things is always on election night, right? When you're like, oh, well, we will wait till later to find out what Alaska and Hawaii is. <laughs> it doesn't matter. A total of like 900 people live in both places, so it never really matters. It's kind of a bummer. Like, I'll bet they're sad that they're not in the Atlantic Ocean, so at least their votes would be, would someone would pay attention. You never even find out how Hawaii voted really until the next day. 
No, and you don't care. Nobody even notices. And, uh, you know, I think Hawaii has voted. I think they're, I mean, aren't they politically polar opposite? So, so that's the other thing. Yeah, like in addition to being one cold, one hot, one of them is extremely far to the right and the other is fairly far to the left. Yeah, yeah. Alaska almost always goes Republican and Hawaii almost always goes Democrat. That's a good choice. It, I mean, it's sort of the essence. of. As a kid, you always were like, you know, oh, we're talking about the continental. And then you would have like pictures. And that was always one of my other favorite parts. Whenever you would see a map of the United States, especially when you're growing up in school, they put Hawaii and Alaska in the map, yeah. like next to the there. It's nowhere near where they're show, they're showing like Alaska would always be like in the bottom left hand corner somewhere near California. And it's like it's really not. It's really not anywhere near there. And Hawaii would be a little higher up in the middle of like a little water area. Like, looks like you could jump from L.A. to there. And you're like, no, it's not really there either. Yeah, so, it's I. I recently have had to explain to my kids why what those are (laughs) (laughs) that's a really good pick all right well i actually had a couple of picks as well one that i was going to do i actually was going to double up a double whammy with you because i was going to take nick offerman with my fifth pick (laughs) uh i I feel nick is the essence of america it would be a great pick i would fully support that yeah that would be a really really good pick so i was thinking about that uh, I was thinking about Bugs Bunny, sure, as an American pick, um, but I but I'm not going to take him. And then I was thinking of barbecue, which actually was going to be my fifth pick. But I know you hate barbecue. You're just not a barbecue guy at all, you, right? You'd be trolling me excellently if you. Yeah, I would be trolling you, but I but I didn't see that. I mean, this is this is the American things. We're supposed to be together all on right. this, you know. See that. So I didn't do that. So I actually I'm taking one that will also annoy you. Uh, I'm taking ice uh, in our drinks. As long and and refills, which is what we get. Uh, nobody in the, nobody in the world does that. Nobody else in the world put they'll put ice in your drinks when they find out you're an American. They'll put like one cube of ice in your drink, sure, uh, because you're American. It's like it's like a nod to America, which I, I you know that's nice because as we know, America is not necessarily beloved everywhere in the world, uh, but everywhere I've gone, uh, I'll walk in and I'll say, oh, Americano, and 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 then they'll put like one cube of ice in my drink like that's <laughs> the only thing they know about us that we like I, you guys like cold drinks for some reason uh and refills is like that is that's honestly it's 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 terrible it's, i just talked about how in san francisco how they're really looking out for me by not giving me diet coke everywhere else in the country they'll give me as much as i want as much and they'll never stop they'll just keep asking me like oh you know what your drink is low we'd like to give you more for free because we we have so much of this. We are we are bountiful in Coke, I guess. And uh, so I love that. It's very very American uh, that we uh, that we do this, and nobody else really does. And this, you know, in in America, one of the cool things. Another one of my choices was going to be Pixar, which I think is very American and very cool. But everybody in the world loves Pixar yeah. now. And so we've come to the point where I think many of the best things in America that we do. And have done through the years, blue jeans and 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 you know Apple products and whatever. Uh, eventually, come to the world and the world loves it. And the world's like, oh yeah, we like this too. But not that, not the ice in the drinks, and not the free refills. The rest of the country worlds are like, what are you mad? You you, you want another drink? We pay for it, and we don't understand why you want ice in it. So. Uh, so that's very American. So I'm going to go with that. I had I om- I almost did. I was working on some pick that would have been. Like the fact that an extra large popcorn is only 50 cents more than a small popcorn. But I, I couldn't quite make it work. But 
It just that like they're running the craziest con in movie theaters where <laughs> they make they make you pay like seven bucks for the small, and then as long if you've decided that you want popcorn, they make you pay seven fifty for an extra large because at that point like. What do they care? It's fifty more cents. The amount of extra popcorn they give you costs one cent. They might as well make another forty nine cents of profit, like that. But I, I couldn't quite make it represent what I wanted to make it. But I, I totally get it in terms of like things that are weird about the way Americans eat. I think that's a good way to represent that. Well, by the way, the popcorn thing, and and you know this, they look at you like you're an idiot if you don't if you don't do the upgrade. Yeah, like they're like it's 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 a quarter more, and you get five times as much like what is and you're, you're just like i don't want that much popcorn they they think you're crazy yeah, like, why it's would... going to make me sick and fat I, <laughs> why, I don't, why are you trying to kill me i don't understand it is is our buffets kind of an american thing uh that's a good question i would imagine they are if, if yeah if, if, they, if it wasn't invented in america we've definitely like perfected it so i think you could probably claim a buffet <laughs> we're definitely the champions of the buffet at this point you know, having the first pick really, really put you in pretty good stead in this draft. But I still feel like I got some good picks. I think we both got some good picks. I think this was overall like uh, I think both teams are going to be happy with their rosters. Yeah, I think I think both teams are now. People are going to really be mad at us. We didn't take apple pie, which would have led to a great apple pie argument. Uh, don't, um, don't even bring it up. I, I, I thought you were going to actually troll me by taking hot apple pie. I thought that I thought about it. I really thought about it. But we've already had that argument. Yeah. We've already had that. Uh, but how, hot apple pie is delicious. And, and you're just wrong. Uh, and I also was going to take jazz it's kind of jazz and country music. I guess that's kind of a kind of American thing. Um, I almost took rock and roll. It seems so hokey. Yeah. You know, I don't know. We went off the board a little. I like that. We we tried to stretch, stretch a little bit. We did try to stretch. All right. Last, you get the last word. One more time. Hot, hot fruit pies are horrible, right? Uh, it's disgusting. Hot fruit should never be hot ever for any reason. Uh, hot apples are disgusting. Hot blueberries are disgusting. Hot peaches are disgusting. It's all disgusting. It's against nature. Fruit should only be eaten cold and fresh. Uh, there's no exception to this. The, no, don't talk to me about crumble. Don't try to make me think that uh, tomatoes on pizza are fruit. They're not. We all know that. Tomatoes are not fruit. I don't care what science says. Tomatoes are not fruit. There is no scenario under which it is okay or legitimate to heat fruit for any reason. That's it. There's not even the slightest possibility. No. It's always better. Whatever the hot fruit is. That you're heating up, that fruit is better and tastes better if it is at normal temperature or cold. Every single time, there are no exceptions to this. End of story. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll leave it with that. Michael, thank you so much. As always, thank you for having me. 